Scott, we ain't the only game in town. There's lots of other funny stuff going on at the Smodcast Podcast Network. For sure. So why the fuck are people just listening to this show? Go listen to the rest. Listen to the rest. You know why? It's all fucking free. It's all you know free. why else? Every day of the week. Seven days a week. For the man. shadow. Absolutely, absolutely, man. There's the Green Hornet time where it's just like, and then the Green Hornet entered the room. Hello. <laughs> See how riveting that shit is? That's what's happening all the time at smodcast.com. It's theater of the mind, People bitch. entering. <laughs> people come in. People say shit. People leave. That's as gripping as it gets. That's the beginning of drama, Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smodcast.com. It's all free. It's all funny. Smonsters of talk. There's so many to choose from. It's like a fucking library in here, man. <laughs> So quiet. Good evening, everybody. How are you? Um, welcome to this Modcastle. I'm Kevin Smith, and tonight we're going to give you a sneak peek at the teaser. This is uh, kind of how I would, uh, rather than hiring a marketing company and cutting a trailer and then testing it, this is just a better way that I prefer to do it. Now, in doing it this way, you can see how fucking low-tech it is. We're literally projecting a QuickTime file. <laughs> you know, onto our big screen. Luckily, we have the technology to project rather large and nice sound system, so it'll sound good, but you're not watching anything remotely polished or by any stretch of the imagination finished. It'd be sound mixed and whatnot, color-timed. This is just give you a general feel uh, of what it is and whatnot. Um, And the the feel's pretty much there. What we'll do is we'll run it, it's quick. It's very fast, about a minute and change. And and don't be one of those people that watches the little arrow that goes along the bottom of the fucking clip because you'll miss everything up here. Um, it's about a minute. We'll run it, and then uh, we'll go back to the top, and we'll run it again. So we'll run it, take about 15, 20-second break as Matthew gets us back up to the top, and then we'll run it again, and afterwards we'll have a quick chit-chat about it and get you all out of here. And Thanks for coming down tonight. In the meantime... Matt, drop the lights. Uh, everybody, no cell phones or anything. Don't fuck me on this. We have a very small list. We know who's in this room. So, um, okay. So, without further ado, man, I'm gonna put the mic down and whatnot. Uh, but uh, and then head to the top of the stairs. And then Matt, when I'm up there, then go with it. All right, enjoy. Savior makes me whole again In his shining eyes In his shining eyes I see the promise Of all forgiveness to set you free I see the face of Jesus On my way this night And my Savior fear God. You better believe I fear God. Yes. Light. 
my savior makes me whole again. In his shining eyes, in his shining eyes, I see the promise of all forgiveness to set you free. I see the face of Jesus on my way this night. And my Savior that you comfort me. I fear God. You better believe I fear God. Okay. Uh, now that is what you call a true teaser. Uh, it doesn't really tell you anything about the plot. It's all about tone and mood. But at this stage of the game, this is about all I'm willing to share. So it's, for a teaser, I, I'm happy with it. But that's me. So obviously I made it for the chief audience, which would be myself. But I'm pre-sold. So I don't know that this is necessarily the the right uh, the case. Hey, man, do you have a cordless mic, guys? Let's bring it down as so we can put everybody on the record. As you know, we like to record everything here at Smodcast. We're like the Nixon White House. <laughs> everything gets recorded, and instead of hidden or blacked out, we just put it out there for everybody to hear. So uh, I'm not—I'm certainly not going to go. Everybody, let me see. Uh, but but let's hear what you have to say. Anybody have any thoughts? There we go. In terms of tone, it, it just looks like an old '70s movie. Yes. Yeah, and that's why I fucking dig about it. Yes. And uh, just it's it has a huge amount of just atmosphere in it, which is really exciting to you know see from you coming from Clerks from Two Shot. Now you, it's like <laughs> <laughs> we move the camera in this movie quite a bit. Right. right. <laughs> no, it's cool to uh, just really see you step out of comedy, right, out of your safety zone, and it looks like it's going to be fucking awesome. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Right on. All right. Well, there we go. I'm done. Thank you, everybody. Good night. Uh, anybody else? Anybody got any thoughts? There you go. Uh, in response to your uh, moving the camera, it's actually what, something that really caught me. I saw a lot of really interesting shots, even in that mim- minute. Um, yeah. And it was way of, of, it looked like a step in a different direction than what you're used to shooting in yeah. your previous films. Um, within this teaser, there's just a huge variety. It's something that actually surprised me because it's, something that I knew you wanted to work on right. and what you had commented before and just seeing it here, I'm really excited to see what the whole film can look like because just in the teaser, it's pretty interesting as it is. Thank you. It looks like that times the <laughs> length of the movie. So the movie right now is about 96, so there's 95 more minutes of that constantly. Nice. Going into it, that was the the chief aim. Uh, we, we felt like, look, the movie is a complete step outside of uh, what we're normally used to doing. And I'm certainly not saying by doing those movies we were chained to one way of shooting them, but when you're doing people talking and doing comedy, eh, you know, there's only so many ways to skin that cat without distracting from what you're trying to do, which is make people laugh. Movie like this, where you're not worried about like, hey man, nobody's laughed for a minute and a half, let's get another joke in there. Uh, It doesn't matter. So suddenly you're kind of like unleashed, where you're like, all right, I know how it's supposed to look, a two-shot of these two dudes talking to each other, bullshit. This time around, since it's a completely different genre, we kind of felt the at liberty to go crazy. And I literally took the gloves off Klein for the first time ever and just said, like, 
you know, even cop out, like where we both stretched a little bit, visually speaking, and nobody else will agree, but visually speaking, we, we, uh, we stretched a little bit, but this was completely, this was just like, imagine if, uh, you were allowed to shoot whatever you wanted, um, go nuts. And that's kind of what the situation was. So we would go at it. Like we shot listed in the beginning and then we just kind of let it go. We never storyboarded. We didn't have the time or the energy or the interest really. Um, but by the time we got to the set, by virtue of the fact that you only have four million bucks, your choices are going to be like way more limited anyway in terms of what you can do. Um, but that wasn't the case by shooting with that red camera. Oh fuck. You could just go crazy. I mean, that the movie that what you saw looks like that thanks to that red camera. I think Dave will be like, you could get there with film. I don't think so. I mean that I thought that looked fucking phenomenal. Every day we were shooting shit. I was like, it's going to be tougher and tougher for you to get me away from this fucking camera for the next one. But he wants to shoot film. He's such a fucking diva anyway. Um, but that, that, that helped the fact that cameras lightweight and shit like that. You just jump, run in there and whip it around and feel free to do it. But the jumping, jump, jumping, jumping genres was the big help. Suddenly we felt like, it's like going to a new school where suddenly like nobody knows us here, you know, let's be the tough guys now. And then going into that school with an attitude and that's kind of, kind of what you saw, I think. Yeah. The shot that really caught my attention was the two children. It looked like on the floor in a very dark lit scene. That's just, that shot really caught my attention. Sweet. It, looked, it looked really well done. The composition was way different than anything I've seen in some of your other. Yeah. Films. The, the it, entire it like movie is very... almost, hand, almost the entire movie is handheld with the exception of like the last scene, the entire movie is pretty much handheld. So it has a very, in you know you were in it feeling and not that kind of handheld that um like NYPD blue yeah. used to do where they put the camera on the pogo stick kind of thing literally like dave i sat there watching guns climb just break out the fucking huge bazookas for the gun show and carry that camera on his shoulder whole fucking shoot he was the guy who was actually operating as well so it just gives it a frenetic feel even scenes that are quiet between two people you just really be based on how we kind of shot it. You feel like you're kind of in the room. Plays like a French documentary to some degree. Another, another quick question: um, Did you just do the the over the shoulder, or did you use a steady cam at all during? We never. Well? I'm trying to remember if we used. No, we never did. We felt like going into it if we're going to commit to handheld, which we really wanted, <laughs> and I probably wanted a little more than Dave, but Dave was into it too. But he was just he was the one that I was like, all right, so then here we can steady cam. And he's like, I don't know, dude. If we're hand holding it, we can get away with not steady cam, and we could just kind of go into everything handhold. And I was like, all right, well, let's see what it looks like. And the first day we started doing, it, I was like, yeah, that's the move, that's the look. So we went for it. So I don't know. Even when we had dollies, and we did that, we had dollies throughout the movie. Um, Dave's sitting on the dolly, still holding the camera, so we don't mount it. It's not leveled and gyroed, so you get that fluid, smooth feel. Um, he's holding it every place with the exception of the last sequence. So you're kind of, it has that feel throughout. Very cool. Thanks, man. Uh, how it, are you, sir? It looks awesome. Thank you. It looks really exactly like what I wanted it to look like based on your descriptions that you've been giving. Right, right, right. Um, it kind of matches the poster, doesn't it, it? It does. And it looks visceral and, and, and all of these tones that popped into my head as you described the movie, like, I feel like it. It hit all of those things. Nice. Uh, it looks really cool. Thank um, you. If we're picking out Go ahead. favorite shots. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought you were going to... No, I... <laughs> yeah, like all right, picking... here's where you suck. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to set Dickhead. you up so I could punch you in the <laughs> yeah. balls. No, no, no. I'm, no, I'm still going <laughs> to caress them gently. Okay, underneath. nice. I yeah, can yeah, use yeah. that. Yeah, you know. Uh, no, uh, favorite shot in that little bit uh, looked like like over a chick's shoulder. She's running towards like some cops or something. Yes. Like, that looks 
awesome. Yeah, like that's Melissa Leo. That bitch, I don't know. Just there got was me. that we had just so right good. before production. Both of uh, Dave and I saw uh, "Let the Right One In." And there were tons of those shots where he mm-hmm. just hangs on the back of people's heads, and we both kind of fell in love with it, yeah. um, but separately without talking about it. Because then one day we were in the chapel scene. It's the first image that we put out of the movie behind Aben's head, and you yeah. can kind of see the congregation. Um, and Dave says, I have, this, I have an idea for the shot where I just want to come in real tight on the back of his head, see the rest of the congregation. I was like, set it up. Let me see. And he set it up. I was like, let the right one in. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we went. So there's a few times in the movie where we do that. And that one shot with Melissa, yeah. rather than um, kind of track with her or something like that, I was like, let's just hang, live on her fucking shoulder and march toward the action. It's pretty yeah, dope. Yeah, no, it's, it, it conveys such a, like a strong sense. Yeah, oh, yeah, shit. It's, it's really the cool. end of that shot is really cool, too. That's awesome. Um, and the other thing I, I just wanted to ask, because un- unfortunately we didn't get enough Michael Parks in that. Cause right. Well, I mean, that's I, the thing. You, uh, for, for, I, I, he's throughout the trailer. If yes. you're listening to this, you're like, what do you mean not enough well, Michael Parks? No, but but in, if yeah. you look at the trailer, yeah, I wanted to treat him like Jaws, yeah. where essentially he's <laughs> the last fucking thing you see is that shark pop out of the water and be like, you better believe I fear God. And he does that eye thing from yeah. side to side. So for me, I was like, rather than put him up top, because he is our fucking secret weapon. He is our Persian missile. He is the fucking thing that's going to take the movie as far as it'll ever go. It's that performance. So it's so early in the game, we felt like, let's let everyone see what it kind of looks like and then give you a look at him at the end. Now, the next thing we do after this will be something that has lots of dialogue. It probably still won't tell the plot. I don't like those plot trailers. I'll still probably do this. But it'll be dialogue next time. And, and seeing, and since we're kind of in that nebulous, uh, kind of a free zone or, or a neutral zone, if you will, between now and Sundance, uh, between now and potential ownership down the road, we can do shit like this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Where it's like, you can put up a teaser. You can put up a fucking two minute scene online from any part of the movie without somebody breathing that in your ear. What are you doing? Don't put that out there. We'll pick the thing. Blah, sure, blah, blah. Sure. Uh, you can put it on your own website where sometimes you put it on a studio website that like, you can't put an R rated clip on our website. We have to put an age gate on all that shit. I don't have those restrictions. So I could pop them up on my website. And so for the next few months, we got a nice window to play and kind of throw shit nice. out there and see it. Nice. And as far as like his, performance yes um because one of my it, and it's such a small performance compared to all, all the things that he's done but one mm. of my favorite bits from him is in the beginning of from dust till dawn that's why this please, movie exists please tell me it does Seriously? that's why this movie exists oh, i went awesome. to uh 1995 it's true yeah 1995 i went to a um uh a screening at uh, the lumley sunset five sure. down the street um bob weinstein was like you want to go check out this movie that uh, that quentin and rabbit made and i was like oh my god from dust it on fuck yeah. yeah let's go so we went to see it. it was early early screening before you know they were they were kind of done they weren't completed yet um and i i didn't know michael parks un- until that moment so the movie opens as most people have seen it uh, he's the sheriff Earl McGraw that kind of comes in. Fucking retards. Yes, yeah. His, his performance is, is just, it it's captured my imagination. Yeah, no, I was like, sure. who is this guy? Especially for somebody that, um, uh, works in performance to some degree or behind the scenes of performance. When somebody does something fucking different, yeah. like way different, where you're like, oh my God, I never would have 
thought about doing it like that. Like that, that person really pops for you and whatnot. So he, in that movie, popped for me big time. Then all of a sudden he gets fucking killed. And I was like, ow! Yes. You know, I was yeah. like, oh, I want to see more of him. So I kept seeing pieces of him throughout the years. But I remember in 95, literally, I said to, I think it was Moj who went with me to that screening. As we left the theater, I was like, could you imagine what it'd be like to make a whole movie with that man? That's awesome. And so that's years great. and years later, when I was writing Red State, so I was, then, that was the guy. That I was just like, the question boom. is you definitely encouraged him to bring some of that performance into this. Oh my God. That's what yeah. I want it's not even that. He, I, I, with Parks, you don't encourage to do anything. With Parks, this is a dude who's been acting for 30 years or more, 40 years. Um, and when you get, when you've been doing it that long, every choice that falls out of your mouth is the right choice. So there was never a moment where I was like, that doesn't feel like it. I was like, Ooh, like it was always kind of hitting where I hoped, but then many times it would go places I didn't even fucking dream. And almost like in the first take, you can get everything you need in the first fucking take with this dude. Like it was clear that he had that script for three months and just worked it like a place. So by the time, by the time he hit the, the stage of the chapel, it, it was just a, a school's in session, man. He just like bang, 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 bang. It was amazing. He was like a surgeon. So his performance is definitely what's going to carry us, man. Like it looks cool and people will be like, oh, good for you. It doesn't look like your other shit. But the, um, the big note is going to be for him. Everyone's going to like him. And the rest of the cast is fucking amazingly strong too. It's a really a movie full of actors, just sequence after sequence. Well, I mean, every movie is a movie full of actors except for the Bob Zemeckis shit. Um, <laughs> and those were actors at one point. Um, but every scene is this, uh, every movie is a scene of, um, just a really sweet little acting clinic followed by another sweet little acting clinic followed by another, just little show pieces and stuff. It'll be a really great play to pull scenes from to audition for shit. Cause it's just almost a series of one act plays, but oddly enough, it's probably the most plot heavy thing I've ever written. It moves like a fucking train because it's one thing leads to another. It's just a series of bad decisions. Which describes most of my career. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you, yeah. sir. Hey. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. I'm yourself. <laughs> very good. Very good. Okay. Just wanted to say I love how it looks. Thank you, sir. And uh, I'm glad that you're branching out into another genre. Yeah, me too. And uh, I was just wondering what was Ralph thinking whenever he was looking into that cage? Was he thinking that Chelsea Handler was in there? <laughs> Garmin. Garmin's in there. Garmin. There's about three shots with Garmin in there. Um, Garmin does a really great job in the flick, man. It's it's gonna be weird for our audience of Hollywood Babylon because his performance is about 180 degrees from that. There's nothing remotely humorous about it. In fact, when he smiles, which is rare in the movie, even that's fucking unsettling and creepy. So um, I don't know, man. People might they'll be giving Ralph like props. This ain't fighting the fucking shark to puss. This is real acting up there. <laughs> Then he has to kind of stand side by side with like an Academy Award nominated actress. Like he's playing Melissa Leo's husband and shit. So he can't be, not be good. You know what I'm saying? At the very least good. And he fucking nailed it. He was great. Okay, thank you. And I'm still a little bummed that you canceled the airport scene. The, I know. I'm so sorry. The airport scene we were going to shoot with uh, about, I think we had like 200, 300, maybe even 400 Twitter extras or something like that. Really high number. It was great. Um, and uh, you know, SAG it calls for like 55 beyond that. They're like, if you can get people to come for free, by all means, I was like, Oh, I can get people to come for free. <laughs> so, um, it, we were all set to go, but then I, as I was editing the movie, as we went along, um, we got toward the last four or five days of production and on a $4 million movie, the last four or five days of production, you're talking about 
uh, 17 days prior, every little moment where it's like, you know, we'll just grab that later on. We'll just grab that before we're done. We'll just grab that before the movie's wrapped. Suddenly you're like, oh shit, all those moments are now collapsing on one another and we have to either do this or start giving shit up. So in the last three, four days of production, I was sitting there going, what do I need? What don't I need? Like, um, we had a moment to stay longer in one place, uh, the Firestone Ranch, which is like the, almost the whole third act of the movie, to continue shooting some of the shit outside that we were shooting. So I was like, do I do that or do I go to the airport, which was literally the opening scene of the movie, and it was had nothing to do with anything that followed except to show the main character dropping his grandmother off at the airport and to show you like there was a shot of a National Guardsman with a rifle just to remind everyone we're in a post-9-11 environment or something like that. Um, and then we were in a car and off and running. And right now, the movie starts with the title card in the car off and running. So the airport thing, it was going to, budgetarily, it was, wasn't like ungodly expensive, but it was one of our pricier days because that's a very expensive location and you're carrying a lot of people, you know, you got to feed everybody that's coming out and whatnot. So that was going to be a pricey day versus like, if we stay here at Firestone and continue shooting and continue getting all this good shit, which is in the third act, um, it's going to be cheaper, A, B, it's better for the movie. Um, and see, the, the only bad side is you have to disappoint all those Twitter folks. And I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, they'll get another chance. Like, I know, hit somebody requires an audience for every hockey game, you know? So the, you're talking about easily three, 5,000 people. Everyone will have their day. In fact, they'll have so many days on hit somebody. They'll be like, I hate this, you know? <laughs> I wish I'd never come. I hate Silent Bob. I hate him, I hate him. So, um, so I did, I definitely felt bad, but we tried to let everyone know a few days in advance because there were people traveling from out of town. Like the AD, Adam, um, was saying the first day, for, actually first day of the shoot, we used a bunch of Twitter extras as well. And they weren't prepared for that. They thought a few people would show up. About 75 people showed up, which was about 50 more than we actually needed. But we got to fill out the space with authentic looking people that look like students. I mean, no offense to any of the SAG extras, but most of the SAG extras came through, look like my mom, you know, this is a, trying to pass for high school, look like Greece more than anything else. <laughs> so when the Twitter cats came, we got like an authentic looking crowd to blend in there. And that was really, really cool. So the, the AD Adam was just like, my God, they actually showed up. I was like, yeah, they'll show up, man. Well, if you let them know, they'll show up. So we had them all lined up for the airport, but then when I made that call of like, let's stay here and cut that day, and we decided to, the Monday we were going to go to the, to the airport, instead we stayed up there at Firestone and whatnot. So I, I know he let everybody know like three, four days in advance, but still it was kind of like a bummer for a lot of people. I will say this much though, it probably wasn't going to be as cool as you thought it would be. You know what I'm saying? There was The only people on that scene you would have seen was um, Michael Angarano and Anna Gunn, and you would have seen him from a distance, you know? So it, it, I might have, I'm certainly not saying I did you all a favor, but I literally did you all a favor. <laughs> <laughs> and myself on the budget. But yeah, next time around, believe me, there'll be no cancellations. We'll be, we'll be using those crowds like you read about. And on this movie too, I mean, I, I this is not a, a, a commercial for, for us or the way we do things at all, but there are so many people in this fucking movie that are just literally extras who slowly through the process of making the story went from background to featured to mains. Like there's this dude in the church, this dude Billy who's sitting next to Betty Aberlin, who is just a dude who like we kind of grabbed 
And then I said, you know, I'll put them next to her. His part just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Everyone in the church, like people came in, wound up being part of the, the Cooper family in the church. Uh, we're literally supposed to be there for like half a day. But then I was like, let's keep this one. Let's keep this one. Let's keep this one. And the parts got bigger in the flick. So every time people go like, how do I get into one of your movies? And I go like, hey, man, watch our website. We put up notices for, excuse me, extras and shit like that. And they go, oh, yeah, but extras, man. But fucking that's, I don't want to be an extra. It's like, you never know, man. You you start as an extra in this flick. You wind up being fucking featured, man. Like that, that care, the, I just, I, I hearken back to Billy, but like I saw him at the rap party and the dude was still kind of dumbfounded. He was like, how did it happen? How did I wind up sharing as much screen time as Michael Parks? I was like, I don't know, you were just there. You know, sometimes you just got to be the guy who's there at the right point in time. So, um, yeah, even though we did kind of say, come on out and then canceled it, uh, stay with us because I'm, I'm telling you, man, like people, people win, people really win on Kevin Smith movies. <laughs> Just like the old MTV. Everybody fucking wins. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Go ahead. He's got, let me go, go back there and then. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to say, first off, thank you for like all the involvement on this flick and letting us come bringing us in and letting us see this and all the. Twitter this is what people. I'm all about, and I got criticized for this online, of course. Every time that I'm like, every time I circle the wagons or close ranks, I take shit because people are like, oh, he just wants to show the movie to people who like it. It's not true. Everyone came in here maybe predisposed to like, well, I've liked Kevin Smith movies in the past, maybe some, maybe not all, or something like that. But it certainly wasn't like you have to have liked every movie to come through this fucking. Door. Not at all. They always want to paint it as something more desperate or sad than it is when all I want is just to make sure they pay like everyone else, critically speaking. Um, but let's leave them out of it. You didn't bring them up. As you could see, they always come up for me. <laughs> but this is the way I prefer to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, who's going to see the movie if not you guys? So why am I fucking testing it for years and years? They're always like, your audience is coming, man. So let's reach for the audience that's not coming. And I hate that. After fucking 15 years of hearing that, and it never made sense, finally being a little more in control where I'm like, you know what, man? I'm going to go after who comes. And anybody beyond that is gravy. But I'm planning a dinner for this many people. If people come beyond that, that's fine. But there's no way I'm plotting a fucking wedding and then doing it for like 12, 15 people or something like that. It just don't fucking make sense to me anymore. Um, so this is, I'd rather do this. I'd rather like hit, hit a bunch of people on Twitter, come, come down, let's show it and, and chit chat. Like I remember early on, um, at one point I had kind of a, a mall rats first test screening of mall rats we ever had, which was an impromptu out here in Los Angeles. I was so young and I didn't live here, so I don't remember where it was. But we went to this theater and had this uh, screening, and it wasn't supposed to have like a focus group afterwards. But I had sat through one on Clerk, so I kind of knew what it was, and I was like, I'll go do it. And so I went up and did it. It was great. It was fantastic. And it wasn't like people, you know, saying only nice things. It was fucking mall rats. There was a lot of people saying shit things. And it happened to be our worst screening ever. It was the one that had the additional half hour, 45 minutes before they ever get to the mall. So it was kind of a lethal screening shit. But that, that focus group, that Q&A was great. Now, afterwards, they're like, well, that's not valid. None of that information is good. I was like, why? They're like, because you're the filmmaker. So what are they going to say to you? I'm like, did you not hear the dude call me a cocksucker? <laughs> like, they don't care, dude. Like, you know, they're always trying to cover their own fucking asses. And I'm just not interested in that anymore. When somebody's sitting there telling you that 
you don't need to reach your audience because they're coming anyway. That's disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? Like, why not celebrate those motherfuckers as opposed to like celebrating a bunch of people who might come if you throw enough fucking money their way to catch their attention? I say we go about it like fucking high school girls from now on, which is close ranks and be like, fuck you. I don't need to fuck you. And then people are like, well, I would like to fuck you now. You know, that's what, it's what I've noticed kind of happens. So that's what I'm going for. The high school girl thing was a pretty high school girl thing. I should say pretty and easy high school girl thing. Um, but easy to a point, man, for all the right people and shit. And everyone thinks they can have their fucking turn, but you're like, Oh no, not you. You're a critic. I mean, whatever. <laughs> In any event. Um, also, bringing you bringing up the food thing, I'd apologize because I was on there on set the first day. Were you I, there? I totally ate a sag lunch, dude. <laughs> Did you? A I had sag like, lunch? I took a steak and like, I, yeah. Do you know how much we got fined that day? We were missing one sag lunch? <laughs> <laughs> That's um, awesome, dude. You know what? You probably ate my lunch, which is fine. I didn't eat, oddly enough, I didn't eat, it doesn't look like it, but I didn't eat my lunch through most of the show. So let's say that you ate mine and not some poor sag son of a bitch who's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but my actual question was about, um, like I've been hearing about the movie and you know getting the tone of it, uh, it surprised me the amount of I didn't expect the amount of uh, what looks like there's going to be a lot of gunplay. I yeah, didn't, yeah. I totally didn't expect that. Mm. So uh, what, what was it like having have, having that much, or is it that much, or does it look like is it all in the trailer? Is it more than that? Um, how do I? I don't want to spoil too much, but I will say this: like uh, armaments and guns and bullets was a huge part of our budget. Huge part of a budget. Um, and at one point we ran out. So, uh, it, it, yeah, it's a it play. It, yes. Cause I'm not a real, I'm not gonna say there's no blood in the movie. There's definitely fucking blood. Um, but I went for unsettling and disturbing more than flat out gore. When you see the blood, it fucking makes an impact, but you don't even need the blood. The movie's so fucking disturbing. It's scary. It's scary. I made it and I'm like, ah, turn it off. It just, just, there's an element in there that when you see it, you'll be like, oh, fucking ew, ew. And it's one of those things that's so common that it'll give you the willies even more. You know what I'm saying? So that's, I don't know, I'm happy with that. Was that the question you even asked? You know what I think is so cool, though, that you were like, I was there on first day. And then you're watching the teaser. Now someone online will be like, oh, how's that fucking fair? He was there. Of course he's going to like it. Not really. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could have necessarily, just because you were there first day doesn't mean you could have watched this and been like, I signed up for this? <laughs> I thought it was going to be a comedy. This is bullshit. Um, but I don't know. That's kind of cool to me. What is, that's, that's neat. That's, that's what I would like it to be. Like, some people criticize you for that man going like don't why do you just play to your people i would love it if i played to the same fucking ten thousand hundred thousand people over and over again that's what shakespeare did you know it's not like fucking shakespeare opened in 20 countries he played at that fucking theater same fuckers went over and over again sorry i thought i heard somebody say the globe <laughs> no it was like somebody literally yell it out i knew what it was <laughs> But anyway, I don't know. It just feels like I'm certainly not comparing myself to Shakespeare, but he, he enjoyed his audience. I enjoy my audience and everyone fucking wants to, wants you to go beyond that. But I don't know. The moment you start looking for that shit is usually when it pops up anyway. Thanks a bunch. Congrats. Thanks. Finishing thank you. Um, I guess I'm speaking for everybody by saying we were already all in. <laughs> but um, you're ruining my credibility on the internet. <laughs> Ooh, you gotta totally say something clever, like I up. hate Kevin Smith until up. now. No, he's a fucker. But <laughs> yes. okay, good, good. Um, I'm 
I'm surprised how excited I am now. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like it was like like you know you know you're saying like fucking the popular girl at school. Like yeah. I feel like I just had some foreplay and the guy ran away. Yes. Like I'm ready to get fucked now. <laughs> yes, all right, fair <laughs> enough. Well, I got a few minutes and then <laughs> Um, like, good. That's the. I wanted to basically. I wanted the teaser to be a little just the tip action. Yeah, that's and, and, that's and you're like, like no, but you're pulling him, <laughs> pulling his ass to you and whatnot. Yes, that's a good sign, man. Yeah, it'd be bad if we like. played just a tip for a minute and you're like, I'm done. Thank you. <laughs> and that's why he's a fucker. No, no, it 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 was it was very exciting. It was very exciting because I was already excited about it, and then I read up on the cast, and I mean veterans like Goodman to Kevin Alejandro who's doing awesome stuff yes so I was already all in but now I'm really fucking excited sweet and I think Kevin, that and Kevin is amazing in the movie too I, he's not represented in the teaser because his role kind of gives away a lot of information so I can't feature him yet this early but when he's in there he, he has a scene that he shares with John Goodman and you know John Goodman is fucking just uh, invented acting he's so damn good at it and shit um not only does he hold his own, he's memorable. You know what I'm saying? And it's clearly John's scene in terms of what's being said and the amount of material that he's disseminating and whatnot. But Kevin not only managed to like uh, maintain himself in the scene, so you're like, oh, there are two guys in the scene. He actually does and says memorable shit in that. His performance was so strong, so I was happy with that. Yeah, I I think it looks awesome. It's got, and it's kind of been mentioned by everybody, it's got a real... Um, foreign horror feel feel mm-hmm. like not so much the asian but more of what's a little argento french are putting out now and like the pacing seems slow and fast at the same time mm-hmm. like you're being hit but you're still in suspense and yeah. it, it just looks awesome we all good yeah i just wanted to say uh, you know i'm a big Ken, you know kevin smith man and everything but i have to say this in the best possible way that trailer in no way looks like a Kevin Smith movie. It's <laughs> fucking awesome. Thank you. That is the, for, I've been getting, that's the compliment I get on this movie the most, that uh, people don't know how to say it. And I'm, that doesn't insult me in the least. I'm, I'm delighted by that. But I can't tell you how many people who haven't been a part of the production who I've shown the flick to, um, or footage, a bunch of cut footage before we had the entire flick cut together, how many people said, like, I don't know how to say this without hurting your feelings and i'm like it doesn't look like a kevin smith movie like yeah (laughs) what did you do like did you eat a can of spinach what happened um and i like that it's kind of cool it's kind of it's kind of badass that it doesn't look like that other stuff and 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 really it shouldn't and not that like that other stuff was bad and this is better it's just uh, doing if we were to shoot it like we shot the other stuff it wouldn't have the visceral feel to it and it just didn't lend to it all it lent to kind of go in different directions so for since it was such a different genre jump off point i felt like you know what man let's let's that's a cool thing if it doesn't look like anything ever. i don't think i've ever really had a style anyway my style has always been he has no style you know he, he doesn't know how to move a camera so while this looks great this isn't even indicative of what we'll do next hit somebody looks so much more beautiful and lyrical than this um and and kind of looks more like the 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 um golden hued edges of youth whereas this movie 
feels like you're locked in somebody's fucking trunk, you know, with just little bullet holes in the, to give you light and air or something like that. It's a, not a suffocating experience, which is, I guess, what I was getting at, but it, it, the movie holds you captive and performances do that too. Like Parks' performance is so fucking screen grabbing. It just reminds me, I remember that moment in, um, Fight Club where uh, Tyler Durden's talking and the frame shakes and you see the end of the film. I always thought, like, these sides, the sprocket holes of the actual film, I always thought that was, like, such an amazing effect and such a grand statement of, like, this dude is so fucking intense, he'll knock the film right out of the projector. Um, this Michael Parks performance can do it without the effect at all. His performance gets under your skin. Yeah, I mean, it was just, I mean, especially with, you know, your career with, so much dialogue and talking and pop culture music and stuff like that mm -hmm. just have the silent and just his sort of menacing omnipresent voice and you don't even like you said like you know like the shark from jaws I mean, oh, just yeah. incredibly impressive and just thank very you. very thank you thank yeah you, I, you know what it, i had the tools man across the boards this time every fucking tool in the kit was super sharp and then he was the sharpest got lucky got really lucky it's what happens when you fucking write for the right people you know what i'm saying it's like i we didn't get lucky it was just a smart fucking call and not even a smart call like i'm brilliant it was just an obvious call that man needed a whole fucking movie not just a few minutes here and there and it was great to see him for a few minutes here and there but like all you had to do was fucking harness that you could just tell the dude was just like just put me in coach i'm ready to fucking play but thanks thanks for, for saying that I've seen all your movies. Mm -hmm. I loved every single one. Thank you. And of course, Red State doesn't look like Kevin Smith's movie. No. <laughs> My question is, are you going to indulge yourself into any more horror drama type movies? Now, I think just this one, I, now I'm kind of interested in trying a bunch of stuff. And uh, uh, Cop Out was part of that. You know, I wanted to do like an 80s buddy cop movie once it was pre presented to me. It wasn't like, it was my lifelong dream. But when somebody put it in front of me, I was like, oh, I would like to do that. This, which existed prior to that anyway, I mean, this was written, Red State was written right after Zach and Mary. I wrote Zach and Mary, sent it off to Seth to read, and while I was waiting for him to get back to me, I was like, you know what, I'll start writing Red State now, because I had a few days to kill. And three days, boom, I was done. So this has been around for almost four years and whatnot. So I've wanted to do this for a while, but it was tough to find the money for it. Then, the, So we, we did it put it out there in terms of put it on wax. Hopefully it'll get out there in the world uh, in the, early in the beginning in 2011. But until now, like, I'm content. I look at them like, yeah, 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 that's good. But I'm sated. I don't need to make another one of these. Now I want to go and make something completely different. And that's, excuse me, what hit somebody would be. Excuse me, God, I just had some fucking chicken before I left. Um, it was good. Though. The, um, so, the, because uh, I keep tasting. The, um <laughs> The, uh, so, so next one, uh, will look, uh, completely different than, than this. There's elements of this I want to borrow. Um, some of the frenetic action I want to be able to take for the ice stuff that we do. Like every time we were shooting, I was like, Dave, this, we get, we need this. Let's remember this from when we go shoot the ice because this will make hockey look good. Shooting a hockey game, making it look like it does when you're there. That's kind of the big hurdle of the next one for us that's what we're aiming for um but that's only part of it because so much of the movie takes place off the ice as well um and the whole first half of it is like this elegy to youth and whatnot so it's got to look like very cinematic very 
very polished, very uh, classic as well. Hopefully that's what we're going for. We'll see if we even get there. But as far as much as I love the look of this, like this is it for me. I'm kind of done with this one. Now we'll jump over and try something else. And maybe after I hit somebody, if there is another movie I want to make someday or something like that, maybe we'll go for this style again. But this was totally, I mean, I'm going to count my chickens while they're hatched. This shit looks good. I'm not going to try it again. People go like, he fucked up. I knew it. One time lucky and shit like that. So I'm going to count my blessings and back away while I can. I can't wait to see it. Oh, it's, it's going to be good. Um, guy before me, uh, not him, but guy before him, mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of expand on his uh, comment. And it'll be really quick because I know we got another podcast coming up. Um, I think it was Janet Maslin. I can't remember, but I think it was her who said, of your style, this Kevin Smith's style is that he has no style. Amy Talvin in the village. Amy Talvin. Yeah. Um, in 93. Yeah. <laughs> Just judging from this teaser, I don't think critics will be saying that anymore. Who cares? <laughs> I know. Except Amy. I like Amy a lot. And, um, but I think even Amy would say, yeah, Amy would say, oh, finally, after 17 years, he has a, st- a style, at least on this movie. Um, but it, I don't know. To me, a style is recognizable where it's just like Tim Burton has a style. Every Tim Burton movie looks like a Tim Burton movie. Um my shit don't have a style, visually speaking, or at least the other stuff didn't. It was always uh, kind of a, the dialogue was the style, if you will. So you could strip credits off my flick and just look at it, and I don't know if it would read to you unless you're like, oh, this looks so bad, it must be a Kevin Smith movie. Um, but if you turned it up, you would hear it and be like, oh, that's that's definitely that dude. He does that kind of movie. Um, Tim Burton style, that's definitely a, a style because he carries him from flick to flick. I won't carry this from flick to flick. Like This style made sense for this movie, just like all those styles prior made sense for those movies. Um, and I just think we'll get a little more attention for the style of this movie because it's definitely a little more showy and it's definitely different than anything we've done before but at the end of the day like i I don't know dave and i are happy that people like oh my god it looks great and doesn't look like your other stuff but at the same time we're like well did anyone not know that we could do this we just never really had a reason to before because most of the time it's like this fat asshole talking to this thin asshole talking about cocksucking you don't need to (laughs) whip the camera around like paul thomas anderson to tell that very simple story but in this, like uh, the more nuanced and the, and and uh, the more camera work you put into it, the more it's going to help a story like this along. Yeah, I can't wait to see, it, and I also can't wait to uh, see those any cool uh, news talkbackers just eat their words. They'll never eat their words, dude. Trust me, it doesn't. I mean, you'll you'll die waiting for that. Essentially, I could literally make the film that's so good it cures cancer. People sitting in the theater and they're just like, it's gone. It's got my tumor has shrunk and shit like that. And those dudes would still be like, yeah, but fucking Jersey Girl still sucked, you know. And they'll, and they'll, they'll so don't, don't worry. Don't, you don't need those guys. If, if you like what you like, that's what I've learned. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like Kevin Smith movies. I'm tired of being told that, that he sucks. I'm like, but I like the guy. I am the guy, but still, you know, I'm also a fan. Um, so uh, hopefully we'll get to do another one of these. Uh, you guys will be first on the on the list um, when we do it again, and then maybe we'll add to you. But if not, we'll just keep this class together with all y'all. Thanks for coming out, and we'll see you next time. Find more funny shit like this at smodcast.com.